Hallelujah. Want to make mention of a few of the announcements. Let's not forget tomorrow night for all of our church staff and leaders. Uh, if you are in leadership of any capacity, we're asking that you come. If you consider yourself to be a leader or you want to be in leadership, uh, whether that's singing, ushering, uh, sitting on a pew and being a leader, we'd love to have you come tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Hallelujah. It's going to be a good time in Jesus' name. And then also, uh, the Sunday school is going to be doing a, a fundraiser on the last Sunday of February. They're going to be having a rib and, uh, uh, and a smoked rib and, and smoked chicken plate, and it's going to be great. Uh, you, I'm breaking the cardinal rule talking about food before church starts, but hallelujah. Maybe it'll make you hungry for the word of God. I don't know, but it's going to be a good time. Uh, they're selling tickets right now. It's $8 uh, per plate and $5 for kids' plates. So uh, make sure you buy those from the Sunday School Department and support our Sunday School Department in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. And then also on the last Sunday of the month, we are going to continue uh, what we started this first month of the year. Uh, we are going to have our Super Sunday service. That's going to be one service uh, on the 24th of February at 1.30. And home missionary Sam Silva uh, is going to be coming and preaching to us in the name of Jesus. It's going to be a great time. Make sure you start inviting your friends and your family. It's going to be wonderful in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Esther chapter 8 in verse number 5. And said, if it please the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, and the thing seem right before the king, and I be pleasing in his eyes. A lot of qualifications there. Let it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews which are in all the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the evil that shall come upon unto my people? Or how can I endure to see the destruction of my kindred? Then King Ahasuerus said unto Esther, the queen, and to Mordecai, the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and him they have hanged upon the gallows, because he laid his hand upon the Jews. Write ye also for the Jews as it liketh you in the king's name, and seal it with the king's ring. For the writing which is written in the king's name, and sealed with the king's ring, May no man reverse. Esther chapter 8, verse 11. Wherein the king granted the Jews, which were in every city, to gather themselves together and to stand for their life, to destroy, to slay, and to cause to perish all the power of the people and the province that would assault them, both little ones and women, and to take the spoil of them for prey. Verse 17. And in every province... In every city, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness and a feast and a good day. And many of the people of the land became Jews. I ought to preach about that right there. Uh, he said, go ahead and, and slay anybody that's going to attack the Jews. And many of the people of the land became Jews. For the fear of the Jews fell upon them. Esther chapter 9 and verse 32, my last verse of scripture. Esther 9 and 32. And the decree of Esther confirmed these matters of Purim, and it was written in the book. At first, they were worried, 
Then they had joy, gladness, and peace, and a good day. And many people that were afraid started converting. And I want to preach this for a few moments on this subject, a new decree, a new decree. Would you set your Bibles down? Let's pray. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray all across this building. God's about to make a new decree over your life, over your family. Hallelujah. God's about to make a new decree in your world. You ought to magnify him for it. You ought to praise him for it. We love you, Jesus. We glorify you. I pray for every visitor in the house of God and every saint of God that you would begin to speak words over their life and decree some things into existence. And God, that you would heal, that you would deliver, and that you would save to the uttermost in the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Shake your neighbor's hand. Tell him it's good to see you in the house of God. Then you may be seated. I want to say a warm welcome to all of our visitors. We're so glad that you came by on this snowy day. Uh, let's remember to pray for many of our saints. They weren't able to make it. Weather conditions were not warranting, and there's several that are out sick. So let's keep them in prayer. But it is good to have all of our visitors. We want you to feel welcome to come back Wednesday night, midweek Bible study. And then, of course, next Sunday, uh, we just want you to come and join the family. Hallelujah. Amen. A new decree. The book of Esther is uh, undeniably one of the most favored books of the Bible by anybody uh, age of 16 and under. Hallelujah. Most of our Sunday school kids love the story of Esther. I remember when I first got saved, I, I, I read this book, and it just, it just really came alive. You know, the Bible's got a lot of things in it that uh, we, don't, we don't need all this other mess in the world, but we can just read the Bible, and it'll, it'll really start to speak to us. There's all sorts of things in the Bible. There's love stories. There's dramas. Uh, there's just a lot of good stuff in there. But, but this book of Esther uh, has got a lot of... Uh, prophetic things. Some people have said, why is the book of Esther in the Bible? It doesn't even mention the word God anywhere through the Bible. It doesn't make any sense why they would put that in there. But uh, for, for the Jews, it was history. And for the Christian, it was prophetic. There's a lot of things written in this book that we can lean on and we can rest on and we can learn from that tells us a lot about, amen, the church in this hour. The first thing we notice that uh, we find in the book of Esther is there's a theme. And that theme is uh, that there are decrees written by the king. These are laws. These are edicts. They are written and they are sent throughout all of the land. You might remember that the Bible start or the, the book of Esther starts uh, with, with a queen that would not dance. Amen. I, I'll preach about that for just a minute. For those folks that think you guys are getting a little wild at church, you really should just tone it down and people ought to just sit down and be quiet. Can I preach to you out of the Bible? There was a king that had a queen that would not dance. And his leaders came to him and said, this queen won't dance and this just won't do. And so they said, let there be a decree written by the king uh, that she should be put away and you're to find a new queen. Now we know this to be prophetic of the Jewish nation, that they were the bride, if you will, 
that all the way through the Old Testament, they were the chosen people of God. And the rest of us that were not Jews, we were Gentiles. The Bible says we were strangers. We were foreigners. We were not part of the commonwealth of Israel. Uh, this is prophetic because uh, what he is describing to Israel is Israel is like a queen that will not dance before their king. It is like a queen that says, uh, we will not worship our God. We will not serve our God. And that king sent forth an edict and said, every queen that does not dance, every bride that does not dance will no longer be a bride of the queen. And he said, I'll go and I'll search throughout all the land and I'll find somebody that loves me and I'll find somebody that wants to worship me. Can I preach about Jesus for a minute? I'll tell you right here and right now that if you don't want to worship God, no worries. He'll find somebody else that will. If you want to sit down and shut up and look like a bump on a pickle, be at, be at ease. God will find a drug addict. God will find somebody on a bar stool. God will find some kid from the streets that's preaching to you right now that doesn't care what everybody else says or does. I've come to worship. I've come to dance. I've come to praise. I would that somebody would do that right now. If anybody's got a right to go and dance before the king, it ought to be the queen. It ought to be somebody with royal blood running through their veins. It ought to be somebody that's got the nice life. But that's just not how it goes. Sometimes people get to an elevated position where they think what it took to get to where I am, I don't need to do it anymore. Hallelujah. Listen, I came out of the streets, and I'll tell you right now, I danced for God when I first got saved, and you better believe uh, until Jesus comes uh, or he makes me to where I can't dance, you're going to see this preacher moving his feet, clapping his hands, uh, lifting his hands, uh, shouting. Because I've refused to allow my stage in life to eliminate and to limit my praise of God. If anything, I ought to give God my best praise. If anything, I ought to give God the, he's been too good to me. He's, he's made a way where there was no way more than I can count. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, if there's ever a time to praise God, it's if God's been good to you. Amen. I'm all for praising God in the bad times. Amen. And I personally believe if you don't praise God in the bad times, you won't praise him in the good times. Hallelujah. But, but at the same time, don't lose your praise now that you've got money in the bank. Now that you got a title to your name, don't lose your worship. Don't lose your zeal. Don't lose your hunger. Now that you got a nicer car, don't allow that car to steal your praise. Don't allow any external thing to steal your worship of the one true living king. Oh, somebody praise him. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he, is, he says, I'm going to remove this. I'm going to make a decree. And I'm going to remove this queen. And there's going to be a new decree that goes out. I'm going to find a new queen. And this is a very, very much a representation of God 
saying to the Jewish people, you don't want to worship me, you don't want to serve me, you don't want to praise me. You want to know why it's in your Bible? It's right there. I'll go find me a people that will. And I'm so glad that he did. I'm so glad that it isn't just for the Jews, but it's for those of us uh, that don't have the right bloodline. I'm glad that it isn't based on who my mother and father was, uh, but it's based on his bloodline. Uh, it's based on what he did for me. Hallelujah. So he says, I'm going to get rid of this. And just like God said, okay, the Jews, I'm going to put them away until they come to Christ because everybody's got to come to Christ. And I'm going to open up the door to the Gentiles. And it's going to be a people that, that, that may not have everything together, but they love me. They may not have the right bloodline, but they love me. Uh, they may not have all the money that this queen has, but they love me. They may not have the pedigree that this person has, uh, but they love me. They may not have the degrees to their name, uh, but they love me. Uh, they may not have the education of everybody else uh, in the ivory tower, uh, but they love me. And that's what a king wants. All a king wants is a queen that will love him. All God wants is a people that will love him. All God wants is a people that will serve him. Oh, somebody praise him. Amen. If you feel that way, why don't you just let him know I love you. I love you. I love you. I don't care who knows it. I don't care what it looks like. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's get rid of that queen. Let's get a new one. And Esther goes through all these different purifications and gets ready for the You know, there's some people think they can just show up before the king just however they want. Come as you are. Hey, I'm all for it, man. Listen, I came in. Uh, I, I was a mess. I was broke. I didn't have nice clothes. If you come in, however you come, that's fine. That's fine. But you should never leave the way you came. But there's some people come with the attitude. I don't need to change. What I am is good enough. What I She went through several years of getting ready just to see the king. I want to tell you as a pastor of the church, it's my job to make sure the church gets right and the church walks forth in the right path. Because we're going to see the king one day. And I want to be able to say, here's your church without spot or wrinkle. Here's your church. They love you. They worship you. They've been praying. They've been... They've uh, getting some things right. Uh, they are coming uh, because they love you and they got themselves ready. Uh, the church that God's coming back for, the Bible says it's like a bride uh, that has made herself ready. Uh, we've got to be a church that's ready to go. Uh, we've got to be a church that's ready to go at the drop of a hat, uh, at the moment, uh, in a twinkling of an eye. Uh, we've got to be worshiping now because he could come now. We should be worshiping tomorrow because he could come tomorrow. It ought to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, ready at all times for our king to appear. Hallelujah. That's what we got to do. And Esther goes through this. She gets ready. And out of all, out of all of the women in the kingdom, he saw Esther and she didn't need anything else, the Bible says. Hey, you know you're pretty when you don't need nothing else. Don't let the world trick you and say you got to buy all these other things to make you something. You got, what are you trying to make up? God made you the way you are. And if God saw it fit to make you the way you are, why would you try to make up something different? What God wants is God wants honesty. What God wants is purity. What you don't need anything else that the world can offer. All you need is what God gave you in the first place. Goes, makes herself ready, and 
He picks her out of everybody else. Well, I chose God. No, you didn't. He looked on you. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. When we were unlovable. Some people forget about that. They forget about the day they were unlovable. When they woke up and didn't know their name. They forget about the bar stool and they forget about waking up in their own throw up. Hey, can I preach where some people have actually lived? They don't know. They don't remember what it was being homeless. And they come into the church and think they just deserve everything. No, let me tell you, you didn't choose this. God looked down and said, I see something there. And it's not like everybody else. And God said, I see a person there that they might be a little rough right now, but I'm going to choose them. I'm going to. They might be a little messed up right now, but there's a preacher in there. They might be messed up right now, but there's a worshiper in there. They might be a little messed up right now, but there's somebody that'll love me. There's somebody that'll worship me. He chose her just like God chose us. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Saved a wretch like me. Never forget what we were. Amen. It's very important. We always remember where God brought us from. Well, I don't have a past. Well, you probably got amnesia because everybody's got a past. Don't judge everybody else for their past because you got one too. Oh, well, I've just been perfect and I float everywhere. No, you don't. You're a, if, you're, if you are an angel, you're a fallen one. And your horns are holding your halo up just like the rest of us that are just trying to make it through the real world. Oh, somebody praise him. I know that's honest. Hallelujah. But he chooses her. And, and she comes and she answers the call of the king. And he chose me and he called to me. And I don't know why he chose me and I don't know why he called to me, but if he called, I'm coming. And there's some folks, you're in this house today and you don't know why you came to church. But can I tell you, I'll tell you why you came to church. Because the Spirit's been drawing you. There's a king that's been pulling at you. You wanted to be out somewhere else today. You'd like to be watching a game, sitting down, but there was something pulling on your heart, something speaking to you, saying you need to make your way to church. You need to make your way to the throne room. You need to make your way to an altar. You need to make your way to the church of the living God. And she says, I don't care what's going on right now. If the king's calling for me to come, I will come. She shows up, comes the queen. And does exactly what she's supposed to do. And everything's good for a moment. And then Haman shows up. Just like the devil. Man, I'm living for God. Everything's going well. And then Haman shows up. Man, I'm, the, I'm royalty now. Listen, if you go through a trial as soon as you get saved, don't be shocked. We've all been there. If you go through the fire once you make up your mind to serve God and you think, man, I thought it was going to get easier. Well, you had false expectations because it doesn't get easier. God just goes with us. Can I preach that again? Life doesn't always get easier, but God does say you won't have to do it alone. It doesn't always become a piece of cake and a snap of a finger, but sometimes you've got to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But just like David said, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Hey, the barstool person can't say that right now because God's still drawing them and they haven't answered. But those that have answered the call, they can say, you know what, it might be going through it right now, but God's with me. I might be struggling right now, but the king's with me. 
I might have hurts and pains. I might have some angst. But God is with me. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, Lo, I'm with you even to the end of the earth. You can go through struggles. You can go through trials. You can go through the water, through the fire. But just know that God is there with you. Somebody praise him. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, don't worry about the things rising up in your life. Just know you got a king that's on your side. Just know you got a God that's on your side. Somebody pray. Hallelujah. Haman shows up, and he's tired of, of these people of God that won't bow. There's a lot of people in the Bible that don't like people that don't bow. But as a church of the living God, we won't bow. We'll be like the three Hebrew boys. We'll be like Mordecai. We'll just make up in our mind. We will not bow to this world. We refuse. We refuse. The whole world can bow to, to all this world and all its systems and all its entertainment. But there will be a people of God that say we will not. We will not take a knee. We will not bow down. We will make sure that we have our hands towards heaven worshiping the one true living God. Amen. But they... He comes and he gets mad about the one person that won't bow. And he, and he finds out that this man's a Jew. He's a, he's a child of God. Just like the devil. He go, he, some people wonder, well, why is, why is the devil attacking my life? You're a child of God. Who else would he attack? Why would the devil attack somebody he owns or has or possesses? He's already got them under his control. But I'm going to tell you where the devil hangs out. You look in your Bible. He shows up to the church. He shows up to the synagogue. He shows up to the temple. He's always showing up to be around God's people to wreak havoc. When, when the sons of God came before God, the devil came also. I can just tell somebody the devil might show up in your life, but that's because you got purpose. That's because you got got potential in God and he will fight for that he will attack that and he says hey there's a people in your land that have different laws than yours they don't they don't follow your laws if you will and let there be a decree written that all these people can be rounded up and killed and this has happened to the Jewish people a lot in history but they're God's people they're still God's people amen and, uh, and the Bible says, pray for the peace of Israel. I think we ought to still do that. Amen. But, but here, he says, let's round them up and let's kill them. And the king's thinking, wow, these people are, are anarchists. They're trying to go against my, my government. They're trying to go against my laws. And so uh, this is a trusted, this individual has come before me with a very valid point. Uh, they've not obeyed my laws. So let's go ahead and let's put this stamp of approval on this decree. Uh, and Haman gets this decree uh, that, that says he can kill all of the Jews and all those uh, that don't abide by his law and then Esther and Mordecai hear about it and they realize Esther hasn't revealed that she's a child of God too she hasn't revealed I'm one of the very people that you're about to obliterate I might be close to the king but I've disobeyed his law myself hallelujah I don't want to get ahead of myself but but I, I have done some things that maybe aren't right and, and I myself would be in accusation of that law I would be somebody that you would judge based on that very decree that you made and Mordecai says you were called for such a time as this you got to go before the king you got to plead our case 
you got to let them know that, that we, 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 we cannot die because of this. We cannot die because of this decree. This decree has gone forth, and it's causing all of us stress and all of us worry because we know we're all guilty of this law. And she goes before the king, not haphazardly. She goes in and reaches for that scepter, and he puts it forth. He says, you can come before me. And she says, oh, king, can you get rid of that decree? Can you erase that law that says anybody who breaks your law is going to die by the sword? Can you just go and say there is no more decree? And the king looks back at her and says, I wish I could. But as a king, anything that I've written, it's been written. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes that where, of a word, where the word of a king is, there is power. Herod, or Pilate later says over Jesus' cross, he writes king of the Jews in three different languages. And they come to him and say, can you get rid of that? And he says, no, I can't get rid of that because what I've written, I've written. And as a ruler and as a king, I don't go and erase my word. My word is law. My decree is law. My edict is law. It's got to be in place. It's got to be something you hold and uphold. And anybody that disobeys that law is subject to the penalty penalties of that law she goes oh no but I'm a Jew I'm somebody that has gone and that law is going to fall on me and your queen the one that loves you is going to die as well can I preach to somebody? Amen. In the Bible, it lets us know God told Adam and Eve, there is an edict, there is a law, that in the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. In the day you disobey my word, there's going to be death that comes upon all humanity. And, and when man made the decision, by the trick of the devil, by the trick of this Haman, if you will, that came by and said, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Amen. They went and they ate that fruit and the Bible says the devil is the accuser of the brethren and he accuses God's people before God both day and night and he goes before him and says you know what these people have done he tells Adam and Eve eat of this they eat of that and immediately he's going before God saying do you see what they've done wrong can I tell you about your enemy he sees what you do wrong he'll tempt you to do it and the minute you do it. He'll go before God and say, see, they broke your laws. See, they made mistakes. See, they've sinned. They failed. They've gone down from what you originally designed. Give me a decree. Give me that law you wrote that says they should die. Give me that law that you wrote that says they should perish by the sword. Give me that authority. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Because there's some folks, uh, that's where you're at. The devil's been speaking over your life. Uh, you're about to go down uh, because of all your mistakes. Uh, you're about to die uh, because all the things you did wrong. Uh, and he's come by. Uh, he's got a letter from the king uh, that says if you sin, uh, amen, you're going to perish. Uh, but I've come to tell you, uh, God's got a new decree for you. Uh, God's got a new word for you. Oh, somebody praise him. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not one, whether you're in the church or out of the church, there's not one. The Bible says the wages or the payment of sin is death. That is what we all deserve. The decree of the king says we have sinned, we deserve death. We have done wrong, we deserve judgment, eternal damnation. That's what we deserve. 
queen or peasant, rich or poor. Everybody under the sound of this decree deserves death. And he, she goes before this king just like we would day in and day out and say, God, I know I messed up. I know I made a mistake. Can you just say that it doesn't matter and that it's gone and you can erase that and now there's no more penalty for my sin? And the king says, no, I can't undo what I've written. But I'll tell you what I can do. I'll write you a new decree. I can't unwrite my word that says that the wages of sin is death. But I can write a new word that says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I can't go back into the past and erase what you were and erase what you did. But I can write a new decree of newness of life. I can write a new decree that says all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become as new. I can write a new word that says you're a new creature in Christ. Somebody stand across the building and lift up your hands. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. The devil's been saying you made mistakes. You're going down. But God says, I forgive. I forgive. And I can create a new life. Well, can I just stay the way I am and go to heaven? No. Because the old law says that you sin and you should die. But there is a new law. There is a new decree that says you can be born again. Can I preach to somebody about a new decree that when you go down in a watery grave in the name of Jesus, you can be risen to newness of life? You can go down a sinner worthy of death, but you can come up a saint of the Most High God. You can go down a drug addict, an alcoholic, Oh, you can go down an adulterer and a fornicator. You can go down with all the worst sins in the world that should be immediate penalty and death. But God says when you come up out of that water, you're no longer what you were. And all judgments that were on your life, all things are passed away. Oh, somebody praise him for just a moment. If you're thankful, he took my sins away. He took my sins away. I'll tell you what he did, the king did. He found Haman and he hung him on his own gallows. <laughs> Can I tell you, hell was not created for you and I. It was created for the devil and all his angels. And he said, I'll get man to mess up and I'll get the king to write a decree over their life that says they're going to hell. And God will say, I'll write a new decree, they're going to heaven. But my old decree still stands. Satan, uh, I watched you fall as lightning, uh, and you're on your way down, uh, down, down. And he goes, I've already taken care of Haman. This was why God was manifest, that he should destroy the works of the devil, as he taught on earlier. I've come to destroy the works of the devil in your life. What's the works of the devil? Condemnation, shame, guilt, addiction. You put the blank there. The works of the devil are the fruit of what your life has become through sin. And 
God said, I'm about to write a new decree over your life and there will be fruit of salvation. He says, hey, I already took care of Haman. Some people always think the devil's attacking me. No, he's not. Oh, the devil's after me. No, he's not. He already defeated him. I'll preach that again. Everybody, oh, the devil's attacking the church. No, he's not. God already overcame the devil. And he said, and the God of peace shall crush Satan under your feet shortly. God's given you the power to tread on scorpions and serpents and every attack of the enemy. You got the power through Jesus to fight back. You got the power through Jesus. This is what the king said. He said, I can't unwrite what's been written, but I can write something else. I've already taken care of Haman. He'll no longer be a problem. But you got some other people and other things that might be the problem, namely your flesh. There's going to be people rising up. There's going to be situations. And you got flesh to deal with. He says, I'll give a new decree. And this decree says, every Jew or every child of God has now got the power to fight back. Where you were once defenseless, helpless, hopeless. God says, I'll empower you with my spirit to fight back. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Somebody pray. Come on, somebody pray. But preacher, I'm addicted. Let there be a new decree over your life. You're free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. But I'm depressed. Let me tell you about the Holy Ghost. It's righteousness, peace, and joy. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be oppressed. You got power. Wonder work. I wonder if somebody would worship God because he gave you authority. Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Devil, you thought to destroy me, but I'm about to have a joy. I'm about to have a good day. And devil, you're going to have a real bad day. And people will be converted. And people will be saved. And the church will grow. And the church will have revival. And we'll kick the gates of hell open until God works away. Somebody praise him. I want to open up this altar right now. And when you come, I don't want you to come with your past in mind. I don't want you to come with your failures in mind. I want you to come with your future in mind. What do you believe God for? What can God do in your life? Let God write a new decree. The devil says, look at your past. But God says, look at what I got in your future. Why don't we empty out our seats and let's come pray. Somebody come and pray. 
God's writing a new decree over your family. God's writing a new decree over your life. It doesn't matter what the past says. God's got future. God's got the future for you. God's got a purpose for you. God's got a plan for you. God's got an anointing for you. God's got giftings and callings. And God's got it all for you. Go ahead and take up your sword and fight back. Take up your shield and fight back. Somebody pray. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Somebody pray. Devil, your kingdom's coming down. Every believer. Devil, your kingdom's coming down. Wake up and realize. Somebody pray. Busy destroying the world right before our very eyes. Our children not killing our children. Guns and knives to rise our schools. We can't just stand here. We can't accept this. There's only one thing that God ever needs. Somebody make this your prayer. We declare war against Make it up in your mind. We're going to fight back. We're going to pray until we got victory. We're going to pray until we have revival. We're going to fight back. Satan, we declare war against your whole army. The enemy is cunning and his strategy sore. On this you can depend. The devil hates it when we glorify God. He wants us to glorify Him. That's why our music is losing its power. Worldly influence is making it sour. There's no gospel. There's no anointing. We cannot let this happen in this critical hour. We declare war against the enemy.
this building lift up your hands come on we're singing about having the victory but the honest truth is there's some folks that don't feel like it yet you need to say Lord speak a word over my life write a decree over my life whatever you gotta do until I feel that victory until I get that victory somebody pray right now somebody pray right now I feel the Holy Ghost. God's moving right now. God's touching people's hearts. God's touching people's minds. It's been a while since you broke through, but you might as well just start worshiping God. Start praising God. You've already given me the victory. Whether I see it yet, whether I feel it yet, I got the victory. I got the victory. I got the victory. I declare. I got the victory. I decree. I got the victory. Lift up your hands all across this building. Come on, all across this building. Come on, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new decree. You got a new life. You're a new creature. Come on. You don't have to be bound up by your past. You don't got to be bound up by your mistakes. You're free. You're free. You're free. Come on. Let that roar go across the city. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Come on. It's a new day, ARC. It's a new season. It's a new day. It's a new decree. We're free. Come on, come on, come on, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. The Holy Ghost is still moving through this house. Somebody just be sensitive to God. Somebody just be sensitive to God. There's some folks you've been fighting hell, but you've been fighting the good fight of faith. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. You got the king's authority behind you. You got the king's decree behind you. Go. Go. Go.